What's up, guys? Welcome back to Jen Alpha Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys about how to be happy by someone very smart from the Greek era. His name is Epictetus. And in this episode, I explore things we can learn about achieving happiness from the Greek Stoic philosopher Epictetus. First things first, I want to clarify. Uh, I hurt my jaw a little, so there may be interruptions where I need to drink water or have to stop to not talk um, talk too much. Um, and my pronunciation may be pretty bad today, so I apologize early on for that. But what does it mean to be happy? Do external situations and circumstances bring us happiness? Or is it perhaps a state of mind and the way we perceive these situations and circumstances? These were the questions asked by Epictetus, arguably one of the most important Stoic philosophers to have lived and contributed to answering the question, how can we truly be happy? Who was Epictetus? Sometime around the period of 50 CE, in the Greek city of Heropolis, Epictetus was born into slavery within a wealthy family. His Roman master, uh, Epaphroditus, allowed Epictetus to study, which led him to philosophy and his soon-to-be Stoic teacher, Misonius Rufus. When Epictetus eventually gained his freedom later in life, he began teaching philosophy in Rome, becoming one of the most important Stoic professors, uh, philosophers, and teachers that have ever lived. Stoicism fueled a new philosophical culture which placed human perception at the center of true knowledge, happiness, and tranquility. So, number one, understanding the dichotomy of control. Epictetus, perhaps more so than other Stoics at that time, placed huge importance on the Stoic tenet of control. For Epictetus, the most important task for human beings is to know what is and what is not within their control. Understanding the dichotomy of control was to understand that one, there are things one has control over, opinions, goals, desires, reactions, aversions, affairs of our own. There are things one has no control over, external states of affairs, nature, body, property, reputation, and other people's reactions and aversions. Three, we can't control anything else like other people's behavior towards us or what they think about us. For us to be happy, we should only focus on things under our control. Uh, namely our reactions and responses to situations in the world. The goal of humans is to live according to nature, in agreement with the world design. Once humans understand what is within the control or not, they can surrender to external events and situations that happen in the world. In situations beyond one's control, one can only control the response and reaction to it. One can either choose to be disrupted by the event or accepting of the event. Epictetus' stoicism wasn't about trying to avoid unpleasant or unfavorable situations in life, as this is of course impossible. It was about being able to bear such things without disturbance. When something is out of con- your control, we prepared to say that it is nothing to you. Stoicism was a tool of self-mastery and wisdom. Unlike other philosophies at that age, there was no need to partake in academic inquiry to find value in human happiness. The goal was to live according to nature, in agreement with the world design. 2. Reading Epictetus' Handbook 
What made Epictetus stand out was his use of memorable and captivating phrases, which were later compiled in the Enchiridion, uh, often known as Epictetus' handbook. Two of many thoughts and teachings, the content can be read in minutes and pondered for a lifetime. The teachings in Epictetus' handbook provoked a radical shift in the way individuals viewed and interacted with the world. The key teaching being that humans can only find true happiness in accepting everything that happens to us and even in accepting everything that happens in the entire world. Epictetus taught that humans should not have desires or aversions with regards to external events that are beyond their control. For this is a poor use of time and serves no purpose in the pursuit of living virtuously and happily. When humans do not grasp or understand the concept of the dichotomy of control, Epictetus says that these humans will be sentenced to a life of dissatisfaction and unhappiness. If you regard that which is not your own as being your own, you have cause to lament. You have a troubled mind and you find fault with both gods and human beings. The Enchiridion. Epictetus goes on to say, Don't demand that things happen as you wish, but wish that they happen as they do happen, and it will go on well. Four. Uh, sorry. Three. Humans are mortal, rational beings. The linchpin of Epictetus' philosophy is his new ideas about what it is to be a human being, that is, to be a mortal, rational being. Epictetus says that human beings are rational, which gives us the capacity to use impressions in a reflective manner. Just like animals, human beings navigate the world with instant perceptions of their surrounding environment and circumstances. However, humans also have the faculty of ascent. The faculty of ascent allows humans not just to respond to external circumstances, but to examine the content of its impression. Uhum impressions let determine that, uh, that humans determine whether a circumstance is true or false, favorable or unfavorable. For Epictetus, we must not be disturbed or disrupted by external events. External situations only become good or bad when our faculty of ascent tells us that they are either good or bad. Men are disturbed not by things, but by the principles and notions which they form concerning things. Epictetus, the Enchiridion. In the unfavorable circumstance, you find yourself in and out of your control. Perhaps it's an event in nature or somebody else's action towards you. You must firmly tell yourself it does not matter when any person harms you or speaks badly of you. Remember that he acts or speaks from a supposition of it being his duty. Say upon every occasion, it seems so to him. Epic test to Enchiridion. To expect to go through life without any bad thing happening is to be a fool. Even more foolish is to be disturbed and disrupted by the events that one cannot control. Understanding this is the key to living a happy life. 4. Reaching apathia, the freedom from passions. But what about when good things happen to us? Are we allowed to judge us as good and feel happiness? Epictetus is taught that even positive emotions and favorable situations may cloud our judgment and distract us from um, our two goals and values is that we should aim to live in a state of mind called apathia. For Epictetus, part of living as a rational being was also to live with freedom and passion, also known as living in a state of apathia. Apathia isn't about being indifferent towards people or the world. It's about avoiding suffering. Suffering can occur when we misjudge 
external circumstances such as wealth and health as ethically good. But these things do not bring true virtue or happiness. Happiness is found internally by accepting things as they are without judgment, and dedicating time to only the things you can control, your values, goals, and reactions. Epictus' Stoicism did not deny that we can embrace feelings of joy and positive emotions, but as for many ancient philosophers at the time, it was important not to be sidetracked by hedonistic pleasures and temptations. Epictetus taught that we cannot have both a worldly life based on external satisfactions and a philosophical life where happiness comes from within. 5. Dedication to the Three Tepoi In his discourses, Epictetus describes three categories of activity to help humans put historic principles to action. Tepoi, fields of study or uh, practical exercises that when successfully followed will help humans attain the uh, eudaimon, happy life. The three areas of study in which a person is going to be good and noble must be trained. That concerning desires and aversions so that he may never fail to get when he, what he desires nor fall into what he would avoid. That concerning the impulse to act and not to act and in general appropriate behavior so that he may act in an orderly manner and after due consideration, and not carelessly. The third is concern with freedom from deception and hasty judgment, and in general, whatever is connected with assent. 1. Discipline of Desire The discipline of desire is about knowing what is truly good and virtuous, and desiring only those things. When humans desire things that are not truly good or virtuous, they will be led into misfortune sorrow, and anxiety. Passions and desires that are found in external things or situations should be avoided, since these will only lead to misery and frustration. On this Epictetus says, When I see a man anxious, I say, What does this man want? If he did not want something which is not in his power, how could he be anxious? 2. The Discipline of Action The discipline of action is all about our impulses to act, not to act and to understand that consequences of our actions are not always within our control. Like an archer shooting at a target, we must be less concerned with the outcome and more concerned with quality of action. Take the case of those whose task it is to school a spear or arrow straight at some target. One's ultimate aim is the all in one's power to shoot straight, and the same applies with our ultimate goal. In this kind of example, it is to shoot straight that one must do all one can, nonetheless, is to do all one can do to accomplish the task that is really the ultimate aim. It's just the same with what we call the supreme good in life. It act- to actually hit the target is as we say to be selected but not sought. The archer does all within their power to shoot well, recognizing that doing their best is the best they can do. The stoic archer arrives to shoot excellently but will not be disappointed if this shot fails to hit the center of the target. 3. The Discipline of Ascent Building on his concept of impressions, Epictetus taught that the discipline of sense is an exercise applied to our impressions in which we interpret and judge the world and external situations. We should act in a way that avoids falling prey to subjective impressions so that we can be free from deception and from making rash judgments about how we proceed in the first two disciplines. In the third area of study has to do with ascent, and what is possible and attractive for just as Socrates used to say, they were not to lead an unexamined life, uh, so neither are we to accept 
I don't understand my impression, but to say, stop, let me see what you are and where you come from, and just as the night watch say, show me your token. But is Epictetus Stoicism relevant today? For over 500 years, Stoicism was one of the most influential philosophical movements in the Roman world. From the Renaissance until well into the 19th century, Stoic ideas were thought to be one of the most important ancient influences on European ethics. Among the philosophers that Stoicism undoubtedly inspired are Augustine, Descartes, uh, Spinoza, Leibniz, Adam Smith, David Hume, and Kant. Today, we can see the influence of Epictetus' thoughts on control within psychological methods of reappraisal, the framing thoughts and cognitive behavior therapy. These methods are centered around helping individuals reinforce positive thought patterns and behaviors, uh, necessitated by understanding what is within or beyond one's control. Focusing on what you can control, namely your reactions and responses, is a powerful tool in never becoming a victim to your circumstances. In accepting that things are just as they are, happiness is found within the individual state of inner peace. This inner peace and acceptance is what will allow humans to live in harmony within an unpredictable world, rather than be at war with it. This DM episode, you guys had a great listen. Uh, that's the big podcast I had in mind. I took a long time to research this because uh, it was really hard trying to find a uh, See good to happiness and uh, information all about epic tests. So I to this point, but this is the end of it. Uh, Jamato will say thank you, like, subscribe, and share. I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.